0: Welcome to ProcterCast, where we bring you plain English interviews all about the most relevant procurement topics of the day in short, coffee break-sized episodes. Because hey, time's precious and you have got value to deliver. So now, let's get straight into this week's show. Yes, hello there. Welcome to another episode of ProcterCast. I'm your host, James Meads and today we're going to be discussing a concept called Agile. And if you've come across Agile before, then I suspect you may have come across it either in the project management space or maybe in the IT space or in the startup world, because it's very, very big in all of those spheres. And my guest today to talk about this is David Kershaw, who actually runs a consultancy called Kershaw, which is all about Agile procurement and applying Agile principles. In the procurement space. So we're really going to peel it back uh, and do an Agile 101 for anyone that's a complete beginner to this topic to hopefully explain to you and give you clarity how you can use Agile principles to drive down the time taken to manage projects and do things such as end-to-end tenders and RFPs much faster and much more efficiently than you have done in the past so David a very warm welcome to Proctorcast. thank you for coming on the show
1: thank you James very very um very happy to be here and uh thanks for inviting me to come along and, and have a have a talk with with you so we connected a while back and we finally got around
0: to recording this now but it's something I've been interested in for a while because I know very very little about Agile, other than snippets I've got from people that I know that work in startups or work in the tech industry, so maybe a starting point just to orientate our audience would be what is odd agile and what are its origins, and then we can maybe go from there to explore you know how we can use it to benefit our project management and our sourcing uh, in the procurement space
1: absolutely and the same the same with where you were james so sort of in two thousand and thirteen, I stumbled across agile. And I was really unsure what it was. I was very sort of sort of applying stereotypes to to what I thought agile was. I thought it was people wearing jeans and T-shirts, having no governance, and drinking Frappe lattes all day. <laughs> so I, I've come on a huge learning curve, and I'm far far from a qualified Scrum Master. I'm far from a certified um, agile practitioner. I've just taken bits of agile and uh, applied them to Procurement Commercial as where I can. Ag- Agile, to me, when I first came across it in 2013, it had been established in sort of around the early noughties, and it was formed in, in the US in Snowbird at a summit where uh, a few people got together and thought, how can we make delivery of software quicker and easier? And they developed... This manifesto called the, the, the Manifesto for Agile Software Development, which can be find, found at agilemanifesto.org. And they developed four values. And those values were that they they thought more about individuals and interactions over process and tools. They favoured working software over comprehensive documentation. They favored customer collaboration over contract negotiation. And finally, they preferred responding to change over following a plan. So <laughs> for those who work in public sector procurement or any over process procurement commercial function, I think these four things will definitely ring home to them.
0: Yeah. And when you were reeling those off, I was kind of thinking, wow, that that really does speak to a lot of the way that procurement is going and being more people focused or being more focused on supplier development and supplier relationships and and tr- and, and trying to be nimble to adapt to change but on the flip side of that, and you raised a great point when you referred to public sector, but also in private sector procurement in certain highly regulated industries and in big corporations or even in cultures that are quite rigid. How do you get around all of that process and governance, especially you know, if those types of processes and governance are ruled by legal or internal audit rather than procurement? How do you then break those down to be able to apply those principles? Because it sounds great in theory, doesn't it?
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's just take let's. So we, I, I gave you a, a snippet of the Agile Manifesto. Here's my here's my take on the Procurement Manifesto, just to get people thinking. So the Procurement Manifesto, in my opinion, and you can tell I'm giggling because I find this quite funny. So the Procurement Manifesto is hard to understand processes and tools, yep. Unnecessary, complicated documents. Yep. Out of date contracting negotiation styles, negotiating styles, and inflexible plans that are far too prescriptive.
0: And crap data as well. Let's not forget that. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. When I speak to clients, customers, users of a procurement function, they say to me, "It feels like a constant game of whack-a-mole. A procurement thing, process, governance, paper, document thing pops up, and they have to hit it." And it's constant. It's a constant game of whack-a-mole of, of trying to get them down. And it, oh, this has created this hatred and pain of that's in procurement. So I suppose when we look at using Agile ways of working in procurement, the first thing is to think about, okay, what worries procurement people about Agile? And I've done research in this area, and I'll, I'll list you a few now, and then we can look at the ways of combating these. So one of, the, one of the number one worries about what worries people about, procurement people about procurement, about Agile, sorry, is that it's not robust. It's a very weak risk management um, tool. It often creates scope creep. The costs increase. It wastes time. And it's a blanket application, a blanket um, application which is far too ambiguous for for procurement. I really disagree. I've been using agile ways of working in uh, procurement since 2013. And... There are many agile processes or or ways of working you can use. For me, the biggest and the most impactful is about being open. I really mean being open, being completely open with what you're doing as a procurement function. Don't just think you're being open. Get out there, tell people what you're doing, invite them in to to your things. It's even easier now with virtual working, There's a collection of things I could talk through, James, about being more agile, but being open is the primary one to me. And secondly, working multidisciplinary team, I often see procurement people only being approached by their internal user when they need something or they think they need something. For me, the procurement team can add value getting involved earlier. I'll pause there for a a moment of reflection, James, because there are a few things I can discuss about what agile rituals and ceremonies you can use that i've had success in procurement functions
0: yeah and i think the early involvement one is a great one david and i i mean my background is one of my one of my categories i have some background in is capex and that that is typically one where procurement usually is involved fairly early because capex stakeholders see the added value that that a procurement person can can bring to the table not in all cases but in most cases there's generally a bit more collaboration whereas in in other in other categories procurement are almost the bogeyman that stakeholders don't want to approach for fear of just being being drowned in process you know marketing is a is a great example Mm -hmm. it is another one so do you have examples of how this has been applied in 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 different areas different categories of procurement because i mean if, if this does come traditionally from the it space has have agile principles mainly in procurement been applied to it purchasing or or can it be can it be applied in in many different categories
1: so I've applied agile ways of working in in digital data and cloud. I suppose a subset of IT. I've also applied agile ways of working in marcoms, and and also in the um, what was the emerging category of Brexit. Now people say, oh, how why are you calling Brexit a category? Because actually, if you ran a spend report on it, you'd see a lot of money's been spent on it, and, and someone should actually manage that spend. Therefore, it has become a category. I mean, I was I was a commercial lead in government working on Brexit No Deal contingency planning. We took I took a agile ritual, a Kanban board, and daily stand ups into the office to talk about such a sensitive issue. The reason I did that was because things changed. At, at its most, at its height, the Brexit issue was changing three four times a day. And the way to do that, because Agile is about doing the minimum, they talk about minimum viable product, doing the minimum, because it's quick, because it involves the multiple team, multidisciplinary team effort, and because it's open, I felt at the time applying the daily stand-up, a kanban board that was visual albeit visual and open within the realms of the sensitive subject we were working in uh, huge success there and the same at the same with marketing uh, communications category the letting of framework agreements to see progress tracking or, or call-off contracts you can really use these processes to to track progress on some of the often very complex and over processed procurement activities that, that people like you and i get involved in
0: So this is almost the antithesis, isn't it, of some of the procurement process that a lot of us have been raised with as procurement professionals. I'm thinking things like competitive bidding, ensuring compliance, doing very, very lengthy RFIs and and having quite verbose, very legal e contracts. So if we're going to move to this more flexible more agile i guess way of working how do we how do we overcome that and convince other stakeholders maybe more conservative stakeholders in the business that that we can do this without taking on unnecessary risk or or without without us getting caught potentially with our pants down further down the line
1: so point one applying agile ways of working is not about breaking the law in fact it's about it's about baking in the, the law and legislation and adherence to legislation into everything you do. I do question, though, challenging policy. From an obs- observation I've I've made multiple times, people, departments, policymakers in, 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 in procurement and commercial, they take a policy or a process. They don't actually review it. They just add on to it. So consequently, a, a policy that's been going for four or five years, a spend policy, a delegation of authority paper or a process if that's been going for four or five years it's ne- the first year it was made it's never been contested so it's just constantly built upon and therefore when you actually really design procurement services that are based on users and they're you you know users within within the business you're working in be it be it public sector the charity be it a, a multinational or a startup we all have users in that in that function and all of our procurement processes governance documentation should be based on what those users need. A prime example, James, in 2015 the UK government had a standard ITT pack that consisted of 12 separate documents. When we put it through a readability checker it came out as requiring the level of the Harvard Business Review readability. We reduced that in volume to six documents, six attachments. We reduced it by 53% and shaved up 119 pages of a4 therefore what that meant was for our users who are inside the business and also bidders it then took it reduced the bidding time for the standard uk government itt it reduced it from nine hours to three and a half hours in reading time and that's if that's if you could understand it the first time that's if you do bother
0: reading it yeah let's be honest how many suppliers really read everything that you send them
1: Absolutely. Secondly, just to tell you a story, I was working in a UK government department and they had this governance thing going on. You had to submit a paper two weeks before the governance panel met. You then had to go to the location, which was for me was about four hours away. I then had to wait outside this governance meeting, wondering if I was going to be fired or not for failing the governance panel. I then went into the governance room, and these people sat there opposite me, grilling me, and I felt, I probably knew, knew at the time, these people that were doing the governance on me didn't even know the subject they were doing governance on. I didn't get the results until two weeks later. So that took a month, a month just to get an approval to go to market. Now, why don't we in procurement apply the concept of minimum viable governance, Pop-up governance. If you empower the team, if you create a very open way of working, if you have these daily stand-ups, and if you regularly empower the team through multidisciplinary uh, skills, surely that team should have the empowerment to have, do their own governance and, and have this pop-up governance, which could ta- happen weekly, if not daily.
0: Yeah no absolutely i think that's a great example of just extreme inefficiency that you know often i'm sure you you come across in the public sector I, i've only ever worked in private but <laughs> there are plenty of examples from there too so i guess my final question then david would be if agile procurement is is not synonymous with procurement technology but inevitably technology is a driver to to help you know reduce some of the lead times in terms of implementing projects or doing tenders or or going about our daily workloads so thinking of this with your agile hat on what type of procurement technology, and I don't mean a particular brand of software, but I mean something out there that can, that can reduce or, or make more efficient a certain process, do you feel has brought us along the furthest over the past few years?
1: Well, I suppose before I, before I uh, talk about the technology, there are things that you don't need technology for. There are very, very simple things you can use. So in, in, in the Agile way of working, you can look at working on a sprint by sprint basis. So often having two weeks and focusing on what you're going to achieve in those two weeks. If you get the whole team working on those things within that sprint, it's hugely, hugely successful. Everybody pours in, gets the task done. So I would absolutely promote having sprint based planning. Secondly, as I said, the daily stand-ups to make sure you are doing things against those daily stand-ups. And those daily stand-ups should only last sort of 15 minutes. And I suppose the last thing you should do before we talk about the the technology is do a show-and-tell. You know, show-and-tell your stakeholders – what you've been up to don't wait for the end of the year do do three or four sprints get to the end of eight weeks and we can do it now with this virtual working invite your senior stakeholders your your users if you're if you're a private sector business invite your finance director your chief operating officer the chief exec get them to dial in and show the thing and actually they're what you're having there jones governance is actually being done there and there live with the team so instead of instead of me having to go back to the team and ask them two weeks time what 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 the answer to the question I was asked at the governance board or the governance panel the the question can be answered then and I think in that way of working is really helpful and I think lastly understanding the the idea of retrospectives and carrying out a retrospective review and actually being open about what you've learned in terms of in terms of technology most of my technology that I use from an agile point of view is based around communication that is all and for me it would also be really important to promote technologies two technologies in particular which are based around around communication so using trello which is about a live kanban board so people can see what tasks you are working on what tasks you've yet to work on and what tasks you've completed yeah Um, i use trello yeah Well, there we go. Absolutely brilliant. Why would you not use it? And secondly, something like Google, Google Chat or Slack, where you can just be really quick on communication. I think working from home has really promoted that. But it's more about the the rituals and the ceremonies that I support rather than a specific piece of technology, James. That's great
0: advice, actually, David. Thank you for that. And you, you mentioned around sprints. And just one parting note before we sign off. If anyone's listening to this and wants to read a little bit about productivity, that's a nice... Easy read and very easy to digest. I would recommend a book called The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay papazan You can get it off all good bookstores and probably some rubbish ones as well. But that one was a real game changer for me in terms of being able to batch my tasks and, and coordinate my time better and, and focus on one thing. Because I, I suffer from squirrel syndrome too, and uh, whenever there's a shiny new object, I'm terrible. So it's it's always good to go back and read that every few, mo- few months to to get some real focus. So final question, David, which is the easy one. Where's the best place that anyone can find you if they'd like to connect and learn more?
1: Absolutely. Kershaw.com. That's C-U-R-S-H-A-W.com. And I'd be very happy to talk to anybody about this subject. I know we've we've only really sort of danced around the subject really, James, and uh, I appreciate being able to talk about it, but really keen to promote the use of Agile and the agile ways of working where it it can be used and where it is needed in the world of procurement. So thank you for the time. Thank you for coming on, David. That was David Kershaw from Kershaw,
0: who is an agile procurement expert and has much experience in both the public and the private sector applying these principles. I hope this was useful in terms of thinking about how you can work smarter and faster rather than necessarily harder to achieve your goals in this post-COVID world where everyone is focusing on budgets and watching costs as we move forward. Thank you for listening to ProctoCast. Don't forget subscribe to us where you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on Proctopus on LinkedIn and we will catch you again next time on our next episode. Until then, see you soon.